right. Uh, we've been talking a little bit this morning about concerts and what you've been willing to pay uh, for concerts over the years. You know, maybe what was your priciest or maybe what's the best deal you ever got on a concert? Let us know at 780-496-0063. Lots of texts coming in. We'll get back to that in a moment. Wanted to, to tackle this one. Of course, been watching it closely over the past uh, number of months. Um, Canada's Bill C-18 became law in June and uh, C-18 requires tech companies to compensate media organizations if they want to host Canadian news content on their platforms. For example, Gouda, 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 <laughs> Google and Meta, uh, Google, so Meta, which owns uh, what Facebook and Instagram, have rejected the framework saying that they'll be blocking Canadian news from their platforms. So I've been sitting back watching and kind of waiting when this news blocking would start to happen. And guess what? In my world, uh, it finally started happening this week. Went on to Facebook, went on to the Global Edmonton website. There was nothing there. Went on to 630 Chad. There was nothing there. Went on to CTV Edmonton. There was nothing there. Uh, went on to the Edmonton Journal. There was nothing there. Uh, Meta has said that it would be uh, starting this on August 1st and continue to unroll it. And they certainly are. So what does it mean for you? Carmi Levy is a tech journalist and analyst joining us this morning. Hi, Carmi. Hi, Jalen. So great to be here with you. Nice to talk to you, Carmi. All right. So C18, I think I tried to break it down there in, mm-hmm. a, in a bit of a nutshell. Did I nail it? Oh, you absolutely did. I mean, that's really the long and the short of it is, is the new law requires them to pay to carry those links on their platforms. They don't want to pay. Uh, and so Meta has basically said, we're taking our ball and going home. They're just not going to carry it on the platform anymore. Google has threatened to go dark, but they're not. They're mm-hmm. still negotiating with the feds. And so at least we'll be able to Google stuff for now. But <laughs> as far as Facebook and Instagram are concerned, no, we're not getting news on them anymore. So why did the federal government uh, do this? Why did they put in uh, C-18? Because big tech companies like Meta, like Google, have been getting a free ride for years. They've basically been picking up content that was created by newsrooms across the country um, and, and then generating advertising revenue off of that. But none of that advertising revenue made it back to uh, the original the originators of that content. So imagine you're a, a newspaper, radio station, television station. Mm-hmm. You're paying journalists to create good journalism, uh, and then someone else makes money off of it. So it was, it was an imbalance caused by the fact that the internet came along, changed the rules of how revenue works in the media industry, and there was no legislation that sort of that required them to change until now. And so, because they've been getting a free ride for so long, they've basically said we don't want to pay now, uh, and leading to the current standoff. Yeah, well, they don't want to pay now, and they're they're making it sound like, oh no, this isn't the way it is, right? It's almost, uh, you know, so you know the stand that uh, that that Google and, and Meta is taking. What do you make of it? No, I think it's big American tech companies to having a hissy fit because they, they're being told by a government what to do. And it, it really is it's, it's the culmination of years of tension between big tech and big government. Uh, and technology companies really don't like being pushed around, and they're trying to throw their weight around, basically telling the feds, uh, you're not going to tell us what to do. Uh, they've been doing the same thing in Europe. They did the same thing in Australia and ultimately relented. Uh, this is just the way American tech 
companies like to operate and left to their own devices, they'd rather not be regulated. They'd rather not be forced by governments to pay for things mm-hmm. because, of course, that cuts down their profit margin, cuts down their revenue. Investors aren't happy. So um, I think this is important. It's an important moment for Canadians where the government essentially said, we don't really care how big companies like Meta and Google are. This is the way the rules are played out in Canada. And if the rules aren't to our advantage, we will change the rules by bringing in new, in new laws. And guess what? Mark Zuckerberg doesn't tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's refreshing. Yeah, well, I mean, the supporters of, of uh, C-18 saying it's it's a way for the government to keep uh, big tech companies in, in check mm-hmm. when it comes to this. But there's been a lot of criticism of Bill C-18 as well. You know, the opposition saying that it's an attempt by the Liberal government to control the news Canadians see. Well, you know what? I mean, again, I, I, you know, I'm a technology analyst, not a political one. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's, you know, it's it's fair to say that no matter who was in government over the last 10, 15, 20 years, the media organization has been, you know, headed in one direction, which is downward. Revenues have been dropping. We see layoff after layoff. That has happened under conservative governments. It's happened under liberal governments. So someone had to do something. And clearly, when you know, and I've done the line by line analysis of Bill C. <laughs> Um, till the cows come home, and it is far from perfect. And uh, that, you know, we certainly can't expect one law to fix decades of neglect by the gov- by various governments to address this, to bring our regulation, our telecom regulation, into the digital era. But it's a start. It's something. Something is always better than nothing. Uh, and looking at this through a partisan lens, I think does a disservice to the media organizations that are trying to shine the light on what's going on, regardless of what color they happen to wear. You know, Carmi, I wonder if there's there's concern, though, with this move and with removing, um, you know, news content from uh, legit uh, news outlets from platforms like uh, Facebook, um, if this could lead to more disinformation being out there and consumers getting uh, even more misinformation um, as so-called news content. That's certainly a huge risk because as news content recedes from these platforms, uh, it forms a bit of a vacuum. And of course, what happens is is that misinformation, disinformation, non-verified, non-validated sources uh, fill that gap, uh, which basically means that if you look at your feed today versus, say, a month or a couple of months ago, there's a lot more non non-confirmed content, frankly, non you know non-news content in there than there ever was before. AI generated. It's suggested for you. Lord only knows where it comes from. Most days I look at my Facebook feed and shake my head. So, yeah, that is the risk. But at the same time, I think as Canadians, we owe it to ourselves to start taking charge of what it is that we consume and how we consume it. We used to, before social media came along, we used to go to websites and bookmark them. We used to download apps and go directly to the source. We still can. We just have to make the effort. We have to become stewards of our own media experience, uh, not simply accept whatever Facebook decides to feed up in its algorithm. And that's the thing, Carmi, is it's, it's going back to the way that we did it before. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, I just can't go to Facebook and click on, I don't know, you know, Global Edmonton and, and see all the stories they've done that day. Now I have to go back to their site and go through the web page. I mean, it, and it's it, it, it seems to be not as easy uh, as, as you know, the way it was. But boy, oh boy, it's the way that we did do it. We just have to wrap our head around it. And hopefully those news outlets, too, will, will make that, will continue to make that, um, that experience easier and um, uh, a little bit more free-flowing. 
I think they I think they are. I think they will. I'm confident that they will. Sure, we all became a little bit lazy because it's certainly easier to just have our social media platforms serve it up mm-hmm. to us instead of just having to go looking for it. But here's the thing, you know, media organizations were also part of this. They they used it to their advantage, built built huge followings. But in the process they allowed companies like Meta and Google to basically become the middleman and they mm-hmm. decided what we saw. So when I was looking at my feed and seeing what Facebook was deciding to show me, it wasn't showing me all the news stories from yeah. all the sources that I was following. So now I cut that out, mm-hmm. I go directly to the source and I see it. So yeah, we may have to work a little bit more, but we can set our tools up so that it's just as easy as it was under social media with one less layer between us and the actual stuff that's going on in our community. Yeah, just sit down and, and do it and make sure you do it right. Um, yeah. So we know that some of the broadcast companies or a lot of the broadcast companies um, that have been impacted by this are pulling their advertising for from like Meta. Is that having, would that have any impact on Meta? Uh, I think it's more of a symbolic move yeah. than anything else because if you look at the total numbers, I think, uh, for example, the government of Canada was like $11 million over the course mm-hmm. of the year, which, you know, Facebook <laughs> is pulling in $30 billion a quarter in revenue. So it's a drop in the bucket for them. I don't think they really care. But I think it's important to draw that line regardless, even if it is a small gesture. It's a gesture nonetheless, and it shows that the government isn't going to take it. And I think Canadians finally need to push back. Uh, we haven't for a very long time. We've sort of allowed that mm-hmm. to be done to us. Uh, it's time for us to take control. And if, and if this is the first step, then I'm perfectly okay with that. I sleep a little bit better at night knowing that at least finally the government is saying, hey, we got to stand up for ourselves. Carmi, we'll leave it there this morning. And before I let you go, I just want to say, uh, you know, tomorrow's my last day here on 630. Ched, you have been part of uh, my shows uh, on, this, on this station for uh, a number of years now. And I want to thank you for being a part of, of the shows and being a part of 630. Ched and continuously bringing your commentary and your analysis in an understandable and fun way. It has been an absolute pleasure to work with you over the past, I don't know, eight years or so. So thank you so very much. I'm the one who needs to thank you, Jamin. You have been such a joy to work with, and I cannot wait to see what you do in your next iteration. Um, you are literally one of the best that I've ever worked with in this industry, and it's been an honor. Oh, thank you, Carmi. All the best. We'll stay in touch on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever tool it takes, I promise. Thanks, Carmi. Take care. (laughs) Thanks, Elaine. Okay, bye-bye now. Carmi Levy joining us this morning, tech journalist and analyst, and seriously, one of my favorite guests over the years.